and this is the Market Mark podcast. We are talking about the NFL draft. It's what we've been waiting for for 12 months. Cleveland Super Bowl, baby. I am sports editor Mark Podolsky. You are? Entertainment editor Mark Mazuris. And you are? Jeff Shadal, pro beat writer here for the News Herald and Morning Journal. And just one week to go, guys. I know. It's April 20th, and it's always great to have Jeff here talking sports. And this is the appropriate week. Uh, obviously, we're going every other week. So we're not going to be here next week. So I, is, I think we are going to be here next week. Oh, that's right. We're doing our summer pr- movie, summer preview. movie preview. Next so this, but we're, but that'll be mostly a pop culture talk right. next week. So we're going to obviously keep it sports oriented most today. And obviously the biggest news coming out uh, a week from today, the NFL draft, where the Browns have, I think, satisfied Mark Mazaros's, uh what would you call it, thirst for draft picks I love draft picks you know I mean I mean we sat here many a times talking about how you love the fact that this team was miserable this team stunk and was just gathering draft pick after draft pick and I feel like you're phrasing it in a way I would not <laughs> phrase it but they did do the Mark Mazoris plan and yes. uh, get the first pick in the draft and not have a wasteful four and twelve season or something silly like that. Are you weren't going anywhere? So, so is this the way you want it? This is, is this is this has you has, has hey, does this have you very, very excited? I think Jeff. I mean, I'm not saying Jeff will agree with the the Mark Mazzoris plan, but I think Jeff will agree. They're in the driver's seat for this draft. I mean, top pick, twelfth pick, first pick in the second There's round. There's no question. The they can kind of they can kind of play this the way they want to play it. They got to right. hold now, the cards, right? My part of my plan was having that no doubt franchise quarterback sitting there at the top of the draft, and that guy isn't there. That's There's the no problem. Andrew Luck this year. That's so. the problem you're running into. But so tell me, the state, you, you know, Sashi Brown, they kind of held the state of the draft preview yesterday on Wednesday, and what kind of vibe did you get out of that? What do you think this? They're, they're, what kind of direction they're going to a week from today? Well, I I think they are going to take Miles Garrett, the defensive end from Texas A&M. I don't think they're going to talk themselves out of that pick. And what they tell us is they're not going to be trading for a veteran quarterback. Well, that doesn't mean that they won't. Of course, they're not going to tell think they will Yes. <laughs> when they say they won't. You know, and, and I wrote this last week. I, I think if they really want Jimmy Garoppolo, the smart thing to do is to wait out the Patriots. And I, I still cannot envision... Uh, Tom Brady and Jimmy Garoppolo being on that team in 2018. 2017, right. yes. But in 2018, right. those those two guys are going to take up like $40 million in cap room. And I cannot see uh, a, a Bill Belichick team. He's the master of kind of maneuvering around this cap and getting guys... For cheap, right? Right, and, and and he's the guy that will get rid of you rather than pay you a huge sound. Now, right. of course, not everybody is Tom Brady. Right. But so that's my theory is you wait out the Patriots if you want Garoppolo, not just the Browns, but whatever team it might be, and in the end, you're going to get him for less than it would cost you today. I mean, so the, the big question if you're talking about Garoppolo is. So the Browns, obviously, you know, let's assume they're going to stay at one. Mm-hmm. Things could happen. The big thing is going to be when they come up on 12, if they're still at 12. Right. You know, there's rumors now they, they may be moving up into the top maybe five or six. Right. And they didn't seem to dispel that notion from what I read. And the more right. they didn't dispel it, I'm like, oh, they're not doing anything. They're staying at right. 12. So, so 
if they do stay at 12 and they make a pick and then everything kind of falls into place and they're still at 33, you wonder, is that in play then? Because you've heard rumors that they want that 12 pick. Right, They're going to make a deal for Garoppolo. Can he be had for the 33rd and others? No, no, that, no. no. You have to get him a first-round pick somewhere. Although I still, I, mean, I still think that's overpaid. I'm saying like, well, why for a guy like, that started? You know, that's what games. the Patriots want. Right. But I'm saying if you're the Browns and you make your pick and you and you come up to them and say, hey, we'll give you our first next year. Here's the 33rd and oh, well, so, a third yeah, round. So we'll start at first at one point. You know what I mean? But, so I'm just saying if yeah. Garoppolo's still on their roster and they still want to move him and they say. Hey, we didn't get their first year this year. Maybe they'll give us their first in 18. Man, and they'll give us this 33rd. Why not call him? Right. I mean, you know, I mean, I think the first call he's going to make on Thursday morning is probably to Bill Belichick. Yes, well. And Nick Casario, whoever's running right. the show out there. Well, you know. yeah, I think he better call Belichick. Right. right. Oh. So I'm, I'm just saying, you know, like, cr- crazier things have happened. Right. And I don't think it's, you know, if I, if, personally... I don't know how you feel about this, but if the Patriots called me first and said, we'll give you Garoppolo for a 12th and you're some, uh, you know, 52 or 65, I'll say, call me when we're up on the board and we're after 33. Yeah. See what they say. Right. You that, hold the cards. That's right. You know, you know, you're not married to this, you know, oh, you know, we, we got to give up the 12th pick. They're saying that. That's reportedly what's out there. So... You know, here's here's an interesting theory. What if the Browns get to 12? No quarterback has been taken yet. That's interesting. Now, big chance you're taking. Right. Well, if none has been taken, then they could go get a safety. Absolutely. Which they really need, and or, take a quarterback or at quarterback 33. Too. Right. And and I because I do not expect all those quarterbacks talking about. Watson and, and Kaiser and Trubisky, yeah, uh, Mahomes to all go between twelve and thirty-two. I have another theory too. I don't know how you feel about this, both of you guys. You know, the, it's like the guy you never hear anything about in terms of being linked to a team is the guy sometimes that just falls in your lap. Right, right. They, no one. Ha- I've not heard anybody say the word Cleveland Browns and Deshaun Kaiser. For months, for for a while, I mean, you know, maybe early on, but you know, I'm just that's I, not, that's I, what I'm have, saying. That's I have not, a feeling that if he's there at 33, that's what I'm saying. And right? I and I bet they're thinking, let's just stay the course. Let's just take our defensive end. Let's load up our secondary in, at 12. And I bet you Kaiser's there at 33, and 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 that might be the guy they want all along. That's what I'm saying, Mark. I'm saying if they if those quarter no other quarterback no quarterback is taken in the top 11. Yeah. Then I think that's what they're going to do. You know, and what about this theory? Uh, if the Browns are at twelve and there's no quarterbacks taken, and they don't take a quarterback, could we see, you know, Aaron Rodgers' sequel with Mitchell Trubisky and Deshaun uh, yeah, Watson? I think so. Could we see them fall into the twenties? And then if you really, really like those guys more than you like Kaiser. You can use that 33 pick and get into the 20, 21 through 28, whatever spot you want to go to. They're saying that the the Chiefs spot where they're going to be at 27, maybe you want to get ahead of them because they're maybe looking at a quarterback, one of these guys. I mean, there's the Patrick Mahomes of the world and um, I can't remember. Who else is 
talking well, about. They're well, getting Dobbs, Dobbs or something. Do- yeah, Do- no, Josh Dobbs. But his, I think they're projecting him more as a second rounder. Yeah. At at most. You know, I got Peterman from Peterman, Pitt. That's the other Pitt. One. People so, like him and his yeah. pro style readiness and everything. So. I don't know. You guys have these scenarios about falling, and I know that happens sometimes. But this feels like another year to me where all these guys are going to go too high. Really? I, well, that's what usually happens. It could happen. <clears throat> but you know, it, it's one of the. Remember that year, Aaron Rodgers was supposed to go, I think, second overall. Right. I think yeah. he lasted 24. Right. That's exactly right. That was the year Alex Smith went first to right. San Francisco, 2005. Right. And um, that was the year the Browns took. Um, no, I, I mean, you stories. know, and we, um, when we say the Browns can, kind of control yeah. this first round, this draft, it's really true because what I think what they do might trigger right. some of this stuff. We're talking about three or four, five quarterbacks going to be going in round one. I mean, I've heard, I've heard people saying that five or six quarterbacks going to first two rounds. You know, I mean, but that's that's. That, but that it's just what Mark said. That's that happens. People reach for quarterbacks. Yeah. When you see it every single year. And there's always that team you don't expect. Like the Bears signed Mike Lennon. Watch them still use that third right. pick on a quarterback. I mean, or or you know. the, the Bills. You know, they well, you know what another thing is? You know, like, remember for months, or not months, weeks, the 49ers, Trubisky rumor, that was like rock solid. Right. He was going. That kind of fall, That's kind of fallen by the wayside. And the Jets are kind of back in the play with, with this. You know, and if they take him... At six, Trubisky. If they take Trubisky, if the Jets take Trubisky at six, that kind of triggers it all. And right, and then that's going to trigger what Mark is saying because, uh oh, all if he's gone, then the next quarter we can't miss on the next quarterback. There's thinking. And... If the Browns, if the Browns aren't determined to get a quarterback by that number twelve pick, I think they're going to be a good position to just add talent to their team in the secondary or wherever. They're going yeah. to get a guy they like at twelve. You know, OJ Howard, the defense, the tight end from Alabama. I'm going to make another prediction. I think the team that could surprise people is seven, the Chargers. They have Phillip Rivers, who's been around for what? 2002. 50, you know, for most of our lives. 15 years. Like right. And, and what? They're moving into that LA. Oh, excuse me, 2004. Excuse me. Right. Yeah. So he's been in the league 13 years. Right. You know, it's, he's getting up there. He came in the same year so, as and, and they want, They're going to want to make a charge. I think, in what, is it next year or the year after? They're going to, they're going to open up that new stadium in LA. Right. They're going to want. A quarterback, you know, you're in LA. You you want a star? Uh, don't I, I wouldn't be surprised if they took Watson or Trubisky at seven if you, if either one are there. Yeah, that's, just, yeah. I mean, that's that's why if they're gonna trade up, I think you better trade up to five. Yeah, absolutely. Is that the Jets pick? I keep forgetting. No, no five six. is Tennessee. You want no. you want to be in the Titans spot? Yeah. Hey, and the they, Jaguars at four. You know what? I'm glad. Blake you said Bortles, that. watch out for them. Yeah. And they kind of picked him high when no one was really expecting him, oh, right? Yeah. So that's their, you know, they're not uh, afraid to do that. You know who I like that's in this draft? And I'm just kind of rambling on now, and this has nothing to do with the Browns. But you know what I really like? I, I, I'm, I'm just a sucker for these guys. Maybe it's maybe it's the 80s in me when I was watching Herschel Walker and Bo Jackson, those guys dominate in the 80s in college. But Leonard Fournette, I just, this guy looks like the next Adrian Peterson. He looks like a superstar. And I know, I know you're not supposed to take... Uh, running backs, but something tells me in two years people are going to look back and be thinking, could have had this guy number one. Yeah. And, and and you know and and I know guys get hurt and every player can get hurt in pro football. You know, but I just when I look at this, I look at this guy to me is going to be a Hall of Famer if he stays healthy. Mike Mayock in 2012 <laughs> predicted that uh, that um, Trent Richardson was going to be the next. Yeah. God. Well, I loved him too. 
Well, he did not paint out, did, uh, did he? Uh, I mean, we could, we could lament. Oh, you could poke holes in every, yeah, everything, then, you know. I remember that night. They moved up a slot to get him. Like, this, yeah. this. They're doing the right thing. Well, this in the great. first year, he looked great. Yeah, he did. I still... Th- he looked good. I don't think he looked like what we even expected for his rookie year. I thought he looked really you know good what? for a rookie. He played in that, that Bengals game, I think the second game of the season. Oh, yeah. Man, he looked really yeah, I good. I remember he caught a swing pass to the right. j- jitter moves, ran down the sideline right. for a touchdown. Yeah. I'm like, wow, they got a, finally got a playmaker on this team. Yeah, and that was it. <laughs> and then a year and a half <laughs> later happened. I'm like, oh, gosh. That was an amazing Bowling trade. ball of knives. That was still an amazing trade that they got a first-round pick from the I know, Colts for him. I know. So, okay, so let's kind of get back on chip. We've been rambling on for yeah. five, ten minutes. Browns are picking first overall. And you did mention Garrett is going to be the guy, whether they pick there or not. What are the chances of them trading on that pick? I don't think they're going to trade that pick. Okay. I think they're much better. I would, if I was betting on this, I'd say the odds of them trading up from 12 are much greater than them trading down from one. Okay. Is this a good draft? I think I think it's a good draft, but there's not, as Mark said, there's no Andrew Luck yeah. out there. Whenever you or don't have that, it always seems like this draft gets could I mean, taken like, down. A, there's a that consensus team. number one player who's Miles Garrett. Right. And then there's, but is he, what, five? Is he the number one? I mean, is he the consensus yeah, guy? You, you know, know what? I don't know. I haven't really heard. As the process I mean, is going on, I haven't really heard anyone what, else say. I, I'll take the words of these guys, but when I look at him, I'm thinking... I don't know if this guy like is this guy gonna turn turn you around? Is he is he really gonna be a difference maker? I don't know. I think that I think there is some doubt yeah. in the, in the minds of the Browns about that, Mark. And here's the problem with this draft: you don't have when you don't have that Andrew Luck, then you're not gonna get the best value for that right. pick if you trade right. it. And I guess then, my philosophy is when I have the number one overall pick, like I want guys that are gonna turn a game around. I want receivers, running backs, quarterback. It's like, I'm, I mean, I'm probably on a total island, but I just, if he, if he, if everything checked out with him, I would just say, give me Leonard Fournette. I'm just taking him. I mean, I don't know. I, I don't care. I'm just taking this guy. Glad you're not running the Browns. <laughs> we'll see what, in I'm two good. years, we might have this conversation again. And it's like, you were right, Poto. It's possible. It's possible. I mean, I just, I, I hate for the Browns to try to be, you know, that much smarter than everyone else. If all the experts say, this is the best town in the draft, and you're the Browns, you need help so many places, take the best town. So you know what, though? Here's what out. happens. One guy says, oh, he's the best. Right. And and then... Right. And then another guy says, well, if yep. analyst A says he's the best, I better say he's the best. Right. Hey, look, and I'm sorry to cut you off, but, you know, and I love Mitchell Trubisky. I know the family. I know... His friends, and this is not a knock against Mitchell Trubisky, but you know, I think he owes a portion of his signing bonus to Mel Kiper, because when he came out with that uh, his top big board right. last October, I mean, it changed his life. It yeah. changed Mitchell, Mitchell Trubisky's life, because all of a sudden he says he's the number one, he's my number one quarterback in the draft. If he doesn't say that, yeah, he's, if he, if he, he, he might be back in school. If he didn't say that until January, you know who, you know, but you're right. These things sort of have an avalanche effect. Mm-hmm. Well, my Mel Kiper says Mitchell, and he look, he might be a Hall of Famer. I don't know, maybe, but like you know, and I and I trust Mel Kiper. I think when he says these kind of things, I you know, I think he's right more than he's more than he's wrong. But you know, but you're right. Like these things, like you know, one person says this guy is great, 
And everybody's like, well, he's got to be great. I'm sure there's some truth to that. But I right. think you guys are also selling short these guys who spend their... No, their no careers, question. Their breakdown from, the Todd, you mentioned Kuiper. I like Todd McShay a lot. I mean, if he's a fraud, you know, he's got me fooled. I mean, you listen to well, him I'm not saying he's players. a fraud. I'm just saying, you know, like... you know. But he'll tell you that, you know, these quarterbacks... Are, like, I don't know if he's still saying this, but what he was saying is that he didn't have a first-round grade on any of these guys. They're going to... Some are going to go in the first round, but right. they're all going to be reaches. But, you know, Kuiper all, didn't have him in the top 20. Trubisky, okay. he's, still, he's still saying... I mean, they all, I mean no one was saying anything about Dak Prescott last year. Right. And you right. could you could play this any way you want it. Dak you Prescott know. comes to the Browns, he's nothing. You know, Probably. Like, there's just there's no a way lot of it is situation where yeah. you the going. one thing we all knew back to your running back thing, the Cowboys take Ezekiel Elliott, he's gonna be awesome. Man. Right. That I mean, but good. he's got that great offensive line. Right. Right. You know, and like you put Leonard Fournette on you just switch Leonard Fournette and Ezekiel Elliott. Right. He'd be fine. I think he we'd be yeah. certainly going, okay. Get that Canton jacket ready in yeah. 10 years with this guy. You know, yeah. like we're saying with, with Elliot. So, but I guess, like, you know, there's not a lot of drama, I think, with this one pick. If they stay there, they're going to probably pick Garrett. And, okay, whatever. That's, that's who they like. Fine. Take him. I think this draft really gets dramatic and really gets people's interest when they get to this 12th spot. Really, actually, when you get to the fifth spot. Because we all know the Jets are picking sixth. Yeah. Now, you know, what do the Browns do? Are they staying at Twelve? Or are they going to try to get in front of the Jets and get to five? Do we think that Trubisky is the only guy they would consider trading up for? That's a good question. Yeah, that is a good um, question. I, they're really quiet on who they like it, on all these things, really. But I mean, I think that the question is I can't get anybody answered directly. Is which of these quarterbacks has a higher ceiling? That's all you really. That's yeah. to me the most important question. And it's, sometimes you hear it's Kaiser. Right. Right. I mean, which, the, which goes along with what Mark was saying. If you think Kaiser is uh, going to be there at 33, I could see getting a defensive back with 12. Because I'm telling you, that's secondary. They gave up 36 touchdown passes last year. They, and and I don't think Joe Haynes, the best cornerback in the league, like he says. Is, is, is that a is that usual when a like a face of the team comes out and says, hey, we should draft this guy? I don't want really to see that often, do you? Way he was, no, but, way he came um, out the but, other day, he but Joe about... Thomas said the same thing. Oh, did he? So, yeah, so, okay. so I'll go with that. I mean, that's fine. But it's not like he spent hours studying film. Right, there. right. Um, if Kaiser's there at the top of the draft on the second day, that's great for the Browns because they can take calls, they can take him if they want. Right. That's a that's a great scenario. So what do you think? Tell me what's in play at 12. I mean, we talked about the secondary, but where do you think the, the realistic, what, what kind of well, vibe are you Well, will Malik there? Hooker be there? That's that's a question. I'm hearing he might be top 10 material. Yeah, I mean, will he be? That's a question. But they need they need a, they need a safety. Is this O.J. Howard's talk? Is this? I think that's legit. Because, well, he could be gone. He could be. He could go to the Jets. I mean, they're after. Tell me the Garrett, tell me the philosophy of you got Gary Barnage, who's the Pro Bowl type tight end. Right. I mean, you know, he's good. I don't know if he's elite. He's very good. Um, so, is that? Do they see this as like a, like a, when the Patriots utilized Gronk and and Aaron Hernandez back uh, in the day? Probably. I mean, yeah, yeah, um, so I mean, there, there's so many directions they could go, and you know, I. I, I do you think they're set at receiver too? I don't think they are. I, I, you know, that's a position they could. If, if Williams is there, or the guy from, right. uh, I can't see Williams. Western Michigan. But you, you, like that Solomon what Thomas. What if Williams is there at twelve? That's a concern. Like you know that Solomon Thomas from Stanford who just. I like him. Who really made 
Trubisky's life miserable in that Sun Bowl. Right. Everybody has him going second to the 49ers. Now, that's, that's an example of this avalanche thing right. that, that I'm talking about. Is he really the second best player in the draft? I don't know. I mean, he's so young. I don't even, I don't even think he's 21 years old yet. And, uh, I think he's 20. He might have just turned 20. I mean, he, looks, he looks so good in that, in that Sun Bowl. But, see, I mean, you can't let one game make it. No, know. there's no question about yeah, that. But, and, or you can't, and you can't hold the stumble against Trubisky because he made right. some pretty bad mistakes in that game, too. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, you got Marshawn Lattimore. I mean, pretty much the entire secondary from Ohio State yeah. translates to the Browns and would turn that secondary pretty, yeah. pretty darn good. I'm Look, looking at a mock draft right now that all the guys we're talking about go before the Browns pick. Oh, Except really? Then he has, This guy has him getting Trubisky. You know, I, I like the Foster kid from Alabama, the big linebacker. Yeah, I mean, he you know, a, they need they need a linebacker. I mean, he had problems at the combine. He had a little little scuffle, little yeah. argument, you know, and you know, Jamal Adams, the safety, for some yeah, reason. I, I don't think there's any way he's there. I know, but like, do they would they? You know, this is something that we haven't talked about. If they trade up, does it automatically mean they're trading up to get a quarterback, or do they trade up to get a guy like Jamal Adams or See, a that's, Mark I'm, Williams? I'm thinking, that they, I think this it won't necessarily be a quarterback. I think this whole Garrett quarterback taken at twelve, I think it's a smokescreen. I think they're if they're gonna do anything, I think they're gonna move maneuver up to get like a Millie Cooker or a Lattimore or a Jamal Adams in that between five and seven. I wouldn't be surprised at all if you're right. You know what I mean? It's just I, I think that they are reading what everybody else is saying about the quarterbacks. Like I think they're thinking. We'll, we'll take who's ever out there at 33 and, and see what we got. Yeah. You know, and we're not going to pull a trigger, and we know maybe where the best value is. I mean, everybody says this is a defensive secondary he- heavy league or heavy draft. A lot of defensive linemen. You're going to get your defensive linemen apparently at one. Why not try to get a standout safety or corner in the top ten? It's not the worst. No, it is. You know what I mean? It that's, isn't. That's what they're saying the strength of this draft is. And then, you so know, go and attack it. As long as you don't trade away that 33rd pick. To move up, right? Then you're gonna get your quarterback there. You're not gonna get him at 52, I don't yeah. think. You know, and <coughs> we have kind of ignored this topic, but it's not really a draft topic. But it is. It does have relevance, uh, relevance because we are talking about next season. You know, they're gonna draft if they do draft a young guy, at, you know, whether at 12 or 33 at quarterback, they still need a quarterback for 2017. Right. And you wrote an with the Sashi and those guys we're talking about that they're going to give Osweiler every t- opportunity right. to, to start next year? That's, I mean, I asked that, I asked that question. Is, will Osweiler be here in training camp? Yeah. And that's what he said. He'll get the opportunity I mean, to chance. If they're not going to trade for a quarterback, which they're saying, you almost have to throw him out there. Right. I mean, who else is who else is going to – I mean, I mean, he was 8-6. and six, I mean, Cody Kessler? I mean, I don't know. The Browns, I, I figured this out yesterday – you have to go back to October uh, 26th, I think it might be, of 2014 to find to add all those games since then where the Browns won eight games. <laughs> and that's what, how many games he won last year. So. Oh, my gosh. You know, i, I got to be honest with you. I'm kind of intrigued to see what this guy can do. I mean, I know he struggled big time last year, but 
If you can't, if you can't turn him into another asset, if you can't trade him and get half the money back, or you know whatever these pipe dreams are, then I don't see how you don't bring him to camp and give him a shot. He's, Absolutely, because like especially with what you got on right. the roster right now, right, right, Kevin Hogan and Cody Kessler. Yeah. I mean, this is a no-brainer. You got to. It seems that way to me. Unless you're going to draft a Trubisky and Watson, and you're going to say to your te- team, "We're going to grow with him, and we're going to go with him." Yeah. yeah. Like that's. We don't think they're signing. We're going to grow with him, and we're going to go with him. That's your slogan for 2017. You know, and that's not the worst thing in the world. People can accept that. People can go with that if you tell them, and that's the plan. But when you're like, uh, you know, we're going to go with Osweiler, and at the last second you you cut him in camp, and right. then you're throwing Kevin Hogan out yeah. there for some reason. That's where you, that's when a fan base turns on you. Right, yeah. I mean, I'm serious. People think that's... No, I don't disagree with that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So like, if you say you draft Watson or Trubisky, and you're like, this is the guy for us. And you know we'll we'll go with Kessler, you know, just because he's got experience. When these guys are ready, they're going to be playing, and they're, we're going to grow with them. I think people would go with that. People would say, "You got your plan, and we're going to see what this guy's all about, and see if we can yeah. get better with them." Yeah, because no one expects the Browns to go anywhere this year. No, so they would go with exactly. That. I mean, as long as you, <coughs> we got a moth on the table right here. What is that thing? Ooh. <laughs> so um. I, let me ask you a question. If if the Browns come away from night one of the draft with Mitch Trubisky, Mitchell Trubisky in any shape or you know wherever they get him, does it break news-herald.com? I mean, do we just? Yeah, yeah it might. <laughs> it <laughs> might. It might break the internet. There's no question about that. Look, that would be exciting for us. We're based in Lake County. Mitchell's from Lake County. We're, we have to rent an apartment across from wherever he lives. <laughs> no question about that. I mean, turn look, into paparazzi. You know, it's it really almost will turn into like a LeBron fascination yeah you know and he will become a story in itself and you know i'm doing a story for next week talking to a lot of his you know high school buddies coaches assistant coaches people that played with him against him you know you you can't find anybody say anything bad about this kid i mean this will not be giant i mean no, would. this will not be Johnny Manziel. He will, not, he will not fail because of what he does why, off the field. And that's why I talk myself into seeing them possibly trading up is because there's no risk from that standpoint with no. him. It's all the risk is all on the field. Can he get it? Can he do the job? See, I think it's, it's not attitude. It's not work ethic. It's not any I of think, those things. To me, I it's think like the anti This is not a homer take. To me, I think there's little risk with Trubisky. The only risk that you have to take is that. I think he has every intangible you need: height, right. weight, throwing arm, pocket was, presence. Uh, you know, just off the field marketing. You know, he can be a leader of the team. The only, the only thing is, he's not ready. I don't think. So you have to, if you take him, you've got to weigh the risk. The risk of, you know, he could really get, you know, he goes if he struggles big time. That you know, does that hinder his yeah. growth as a quarterback? Or, you know, do you have to, you know, a lot of, you draft a guy in the first round, you got to play him immediately, most of the time. You'd think. You know, here's a, here's a, here's a, it's a really a catch-22 in the NFL now, especially now. Oh, 20 years ago is different, right? When, when you have um, these limited practice times. Right. Here's what happens. The starter gets 90%, 95% of the reps in practice. Sometimes, like Peyton Manning, all the reps in right. practice. And so when... Except for those four preseason games, is the young quarterback Watson, Trubisky, Kaiser, whoever it's going to be. When is that guy going to play? If 
he isn't put in the star and say, let's grow and go. Well, you know, if say. they draft Trubisky, and you're you're a fan, you're just a fan. We're in the media. We have to be some sort of social, so some type of bias. Well, I'm in the media, not the sports Unbiased right. opinion. But if they draft him, what's the first thing people are going to want When's to he know? Start? When's he going to play? When's he, we want to see him. Yeah. See, I'm not as much like that, but I'm a weirdo. I'm taking the long. So you could here. you could you could handle a year without him playing a down of meaningful football. Yes. Okay. I'm yes. just saying you're you are in the minority. But, but right. Not everyone wants to tank like I do. I'm <laughs> I'm Mr. Long Term because what I always say I want the Browns to be the Patriots, the Steelers, these teams that are there year after year after year because they've got enough talent at every position. They've got the quarterback. Yeah. I don't want to do these short-term moves to get a good no, for a year or two and fall but, back but to earth. I, that makes sense what you're saying, Mark. But I'm telling you. It's a different world now. Yeah, but when you look, tell me one guy who's done that. Tell me, you, I, you can't say Aaron Rodgers because we know he did it. But tell oh, me, oh, who sat behind? No, it just doesn't happen anymore because. But that I, was a different case because you had a Hall of Famer right, in front of him. Right. In the case of if you draft Trubisky. No, I agree with you. The fans you've are got not Cody patient. Kessler in front of him. Yeah, but, but no, and then Kessler will get eaten alive by the. Sorry, drunk fans down yeah. at the stadium who get impatient and right. he throws an interception and then boom, I mean, it's over. They turn on him right now. And like, okay, this is I want to talk to you because I want to segue into this. Let's say the Browns were at the tail end of the Bernie Kosar era, mm-hmm. and they brought in Mitch Trubisky. It would it be it would be a, it would be a little different, wouldn't it? Let's yeah. say you know he still had skills. Right. Yeah, he could still win right. your football games. Yeah. So you know. And take me back, because you know Jeff has been doing this a long time. You were here when the Browns got Bernie Kosar in the supplemental draft. There was no plan to play him that first year, right? Correct. That was, Danielson got yeah. Gary Danielson got hurt. And right. They had to throw him in there. He right. was not ready. Right. I mean, he played decent, but they were throwing the ball what 15 times a game. Well, that was a game. That was a year when uh, Biner and Mac. five and Biner and Mac each had a thousand yards. Right. It finished eight and eight. Right. And, and so you're right about that. And um, but again, that it, I'm, this practice time I, that I mentioned is really it's significant, a big deal. I think, yeah. because um, when do you get this guy to work? And and, and backup quarterbacks will tell you they don't practice. Right. So um, it's it's a puzzle for whoever that takes one of these guys. Right. But I mean, you, you look, Jameis Winston, he started right away. Mariota, all these guys. Except they for throw Aaron, him in there. Aaron Rodgers. They're just throwing him in there. Yeah. Dalton, Rosberger, Flacco. You're right. And look at the mess the Jets are in because they didn't have that one guy. You know, if you don't have, if you have two quarterbacks, you don't have one. That's what a lot. Of well, look, would tell. some. You know, I'll tell you, I, this this I can guarantee, and I would be shocked if it doesn't happen. One of these six or seven top quarterbacks you're talking about is going to pan out. It's right. going to be good, and they're going to play this year. And they're gonna, you know, and they're gonna win football games. You just gotta, which one do you find? Who's the Dak Prescott out of this group? Yeah, and, and you're all for waiting for next year, right? Oh, Sam Darnell from USC. I'm a sucker of the moment. Cough tank. I know, but you know the thing is, that you always remember that last impression. Right. He's throwing for 500 yards and six touchdowns or whatever he threw for in the Rose Bowl against Penn State. He looked like, I mean, I'm sitting there watching his game. I'm like, this guy looks like Bernie Kosar from 25 years ago. You know, just calm and cool and kind of a gunslinger back there just yeah. whipping the ball around. I'm like, oh, just imagine him playing for the Browns. But but we've really been going on a tangent here. Said, we, we've probably gone a little long already. So. But let, let's let's wrap it up with, okay, so the Browns are at 33. Right. First pick of the second round. They've also got the 52nd pick, 
which is a second round pick, and they got a 65, this number 65 overall pick in the third round. First pick in the third round. Okay, first pick. And the reason I bring that up because uh, second day of the draft is the Friday, which mm-hmm. is the second or third round, and Mel Kuyper. God, God bless Mel Kuyper. He just loves throwing stuff out there. He gives gives us everything to chew on. He comes out with not a first-round mock, a three-round mock. And what does he do? He gives the Browns Mitch Trubisky and Kareem Hunt. You talk about blowing up the newsherald.com. <laughs> that would be great. And, of course, I mean, Kareem Hunt is from Lake County, went to Willoughby South High School. And I, I thought you were leading your column, uh, I think it was today, was imagine Mr. Bisky handing the ball off to Kareem Hunt. I mean, like, yeah, you know, you're talking people losing their mind. Like, oh. But you know what? And, and I, I don't want to write this opinion next week. I think it's a good move to take these two guys because I think they're good football players. It's not because they're right, from right. our backyard of Northeast Ohio, but I think they're excellent football players, and they can help you. Browns need some running backs, too. The guys from Pro Football Focus love Kareem Hunt. He's great value. I think he's, I think he's going to be a fantastic pro. I think he, you know, he's. I think he's a hard worker. He's durable. One fumble and three. One, yeah, and eight, 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 eight and fifty-five carries. Yeah. one fumble. I mean, that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, and, and when we spoke with him at the uh, combine, because I didn't get to cover him at South. Right. Um, I, I put a lot in those ten minutes that we get to talk to these guys. He's genuine. He's a good. And kid. He's real, and he's and he's intelligent. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've said this. When I talked to Justin Gilbert uh, in 2014, I did not know what time zone his head was in that day, but it was not in the Eastern time zone, I'm telling you <laughs> that. Because I walked away from there thinking, oh, man, this dude yeah. is, is just bad news. Yeah. And, uh, so, and I was talking to another uh, NFL guy, and he said, it's okay to miss on the player, but you can't miss on the person yeah. when you're picking that high. And that the Browns missed on. It's a bad look, you know. I mean, look at they're still. I think the Browns are still scarred by this Johnny Manziel incident. Uh, I mean, it's just yeah. that's just that kind of especially when you're Jeff and at that position. Number one, it's just it's a it sets your franchise back, but it makes you look bad in terms of your. your well, Browns have guys. had your the Browns have had so many bad drafts and first rounds. I think that is the all timer to come out with those two guys. Yeah, think about that. Unbelievable. They could have sat right there where they were. Gotten Khalil Mack and Derek Carr and, and or even not, Sammy Watkins. Now and you're Derek really Carr. depressing. You're us. twisting the knife. I'd love to have those two Raiders, man. Man, gosh, you know that was just two years ago, right? Fourteen. No, 2014. Three. Or three, so three years, years ago. ago. I mean, it's it's interesting because that was the last time they had two first round picks, right? Did they have one? Yes. Oh no, no, excuse me. Um, Did they have one? Because they the, uh, the year they got the the fantastic. Um, Cameron Irving, 19. That's right. And um, the uh, Shelton. And Danny Shelton, yeah, they struck gold with those two guys. But um, <laughs> you can see the sarcasm just oozing out of Jeff's ears with that comment. But, but Danny Shelton's okay. But yeah. That was when I was after getting burned with a cornerback and a quarterback. Ray Farmer says I'm going the safe route this time. I'm right. taking the nose tackle and the right freaking center. Uh, so at 33. <clears throat> If there's not a quarterback, let's say they do take Watson or Trubisky, what do you think? What do you think a possibility is at 33? I, I would go with the best corner really? still still around. Kuiper had them taking Jordan Lewis from Michigan, and if you watched a lot of Michigan football this right. year, which you might have this fall, he's a good he's a good yeah. football player. Yeah, that'd be a nice pick. 
and then uh I mean it depends on what they want in the corner. You know, they're different right. guys probably have different styles. But so, I don't mean so, so there's thirty three, fifty two, sixty five. Um you're just taking best available right at that point. I think I think at that point you do. But I'll tell you and if one of those inside linebackers is there though, I don't know um really much beyond Foster what what's the best right. deal there, but boy, they need help there, I think. Beside Curtis. Uh, let me ask you this one. You might not have a an answer, but you know, someone always falls. Right. Yeah. You got any candidates for guys with lead balloons in their shoes? You know, one of the interesting you know, if Jonathan Allen falls because he's got some shoulder yeah questions. What about remember Delvin Cook? He was the flavor of the month. He was yeah. a top ten guy. Yeah. Two months ago, and and now I'm seeing everybody's late first, maybe even fall out of first. Yeah. If he's there at 33, you think the Browns would take him? Yeah, that's another possibility, and that that's another one of those uh, just copy off. It's a copycat league. No I think question. It's a copycat uh, draft analysis too, because you don't want to be that guy who is who. I'll tell you, you know who else I'm very intrigued by, and he could fall to the Browns at 33 is Jabril, Jabril Peppers. I don't think he'll he's be. He's got the around. name, and yeah. I'm telling you, if he's on the board, I know, do not think he'll I'll be. I'll tell around. you what. You know what's always interesting is the guy that is a projected first round pick falls out of the first and then he's got to go to sleep and then the team right. with the first pick in the second round yeah the browns got to got to chew on this guy right for 24 hours and you know they're getting calls left and right, right. oh my god right. i mean imagine a, in a world where you're waking up and you got deshaun kaiser jabril preppers and De- dalvin cook all fall to you out of the first round yeah and you're sitting there at 33 what do you do what do you do Kaiser, Cook, and Peppers are sitting there at 33. And this, of course, assuming you didn't get a quarterback at 12. Right. Let's say let's say you went, you know, I don't know, whoever. Uh, and assuming you didn't get a safety at 12. Yeah, like just just say they took a corner and Garrett. And that, you now they're at 33. You're looking at Peppers, Dalvin Cook, the running back from Florida State, or Deshaun Kaiser at Notre Dame. I think you're, you're – you you wait till the last minute to make that pick because you're gonna get some calls like you said. What would you do? I would take Kaiser though. I would take Cook and I wouldn't even think about it. <laughs> I, think the, I want guys who score touchdowns. Yeah. Okay, along those, to along those lines and guys sliding and maybe being a value be for certain reasons. Joe Mixon. Would the Browns ever touch him? I wouldn't touch him. You know what? I, I mean, it's bad uh, news. Um, it's bad news. D Haslam said, "Give it a shot." <laughs> so. um... Not to me, but the people at the owners' meetings. Yeah. And uh, but boy, that dude—I don't know, man. You see, I'm—I—I I really believe that history repeats itself. William Green. I go back to William Green. He was a druggie at Boston College. Yep. Butch Davis drafts him anyway because he didn't get Latanian Tomlinson the year before. Well, surprise, surprise. Yeah. William Green has problems here. And then you—you you, then you wonder why you know. We're 1999 on. This team has been the worst in football. I'm just seeing him listed on this one thing as as the 24th player in the draft, and you know he's going to go way lower than Ooh. that, Mixon, uh, which I didn't think he was that high. But if he's there in like the third or fourth round, maybe you you say it's worth the baggage to get that value. I'd rather take a guy you can rely on, like Kareem Hunt. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I want guys too who, yeah, you're not going to have to worry about that phone ringing at two in the morning, coach. We got your guy in jail. Yeah, and, and you you're a, not having that problem with Kareem Hunt or obviously Trubisky, right? Or any of these quarterbacks. I want. I mean, Trubisky is not the only good guy 
in this group of quarterbacks. I you know who also all... like, and this is this is me rambling on about running backs, but I, Chris McCaffrey, I like him. I do too. I mean, I, talk about that... a guy that can do it all for you. Yeah. I mean, he would be an instant guy. Like he would. He reminds me of like a bigger version of Eric Metcalf. Yeah. You could put him at punt returner, slot, running back. You could. I mean, you could a, just he do went anything. to Stanford, so he's a smart dude. Yeah. yeah I mean. Corey Davis is another guy, just all-time leading receiver from Western Michigan. He did not work out at all. I think it's like a bad foot or an ankle or something. Has, yeah, he had some sort of – and, uh, and you know, a double Corey attack. And he, yeah, I mean, this could be a guy that falls – you know, watch out for him. I mean, I've seen early mocks where he's top 12, top 15. You know, once you, you, know, once you hit a spot, it's like, boom, you just kind of fall off a cliff. So you gotta, you got to watch – I think this could be an it's very interesting first round, very interesting first yeah. round. Yeah, and I I think it's it, like you've been you've been hinting it's not a lot they're going to take a quarterback nope. at twelve, even if Trubisky is there. I know, um, we've been going a very very long on the draft, which is good because this is a good conversation. But let's talk about the Cavs. All right, we'll do a, a little short discussion about the Cavs. Cavs are up 2-0. They're playing game three tonight in Indiana. I'm very interested to see how very interested to see how this team responds on the road. I mean, it's been home cooking. They are they're a very good home team, but we know about their defensive problems the last couple months of the season. Yeah. You know, do you, what are you expecting tonight? Well, I thought the game. I thought game two is not going to be as close as it was. I I still think that they're going to put Indiana away, and I. I, I think Indiana's given it their best shot tw- twice, and they yeah. came up short. Right. And but the Things Cavaliers have got. Though, you know? Yeah, that's true. The Cavaliers have got to play the fourth quarter like it matters. Yeah. You can't. This is four games in a row. Every game they. Four they, out of five in a way, right? They build up this lead, then they get you know the shots stop falling. They get tight. They run their prevent offense, which ends you know just drain the shot clock, and LeBron takes a fade away, and you you pray for the best, but. I don't know. I got a good feeling about tonight. I think now they've played the Pacers a couple of times. Right. I got a feel for them. I think talent, you know, typically wins out. I think the Cavaliers are the more talented team. They've yeah. got two days of rest to go in there. I don't think they'll blow them off the court or anything, but I think the Cavs will get a, a pretty impressive. You know, the, the Cavs are LeBron James, but in general, he has been unbelievable in yeah. first round series. Right, right. Think, what is it like? I don't think he's lost a game in like four or five years yeah, in the first played, round. Played, Do you think there's any chance this thing they come back two two? Well, you think I, it's, do you think they could sweep it, or do you think I hope they sweep it. There's a chance, so we, but so we don't have. I mean, the Pacers. You want, you want a break, huh, Jeff? <laughs> yes, to be honest with you. That's why you're hoping. You just want a break. Paul George, aside from throwing teammates under the bus, is having a great series. I mean, he's yeah. a, he's a man out there. Well, so. boy, he is throwing teammates under the he bus. He is. That game April 9th, when they blew that 26 point lead to the Hawks. I'm trying to watch that. The Masters and the Monsters all at the same time. <laughs> that was a challenge. That Masters was great. You know the, the the big three have been really big oh, these yeah. first two games, and I mean, it, I'm wondering like you know obviously Ty Lue, you love it when you can get your guys to score mm-hmm. 75, 80 points out of three guys, but uh, I mean especially in the first couple of rounds, do would you like to see better balance so when it gets close, you know these right. Eastern Conference Finals if they're there, the NBA Finals. You gotta have other guys step up. Well, you're right about you know? that. I mean, two years ago, J.R. Smith disappeared in the finals, if you remember. Right. And they can't. I mean, he was hurt the other night, but you can't. That shouldn't happen. I mean, you need that guy. Because 
I, I guessed it on our friend Tom Valentino's podcast, The Nail in the Coffin, right. last night talking Cavs. And uh, I sort of said, you know, it feels like the one thing the Pacers have tried to do is take Kyle Korver away. They're like, they're not leaving him open. It's like, well, that's a good strategy, except we've also got LeBron James and Kyrie Irving. So, right. like, he, he's being useful just as a decoy, I think, and just spreading well, the floor. But um, if he ever gets going, then they're toast. You know? Well, um, Ty Lue talked about that uh, a couple of weeks ago when um, Tristan Thompson was hurt. That and um, and Channing Fry took his spot. That he's not going to get that same defensive play inside, and certainly isn't as good an inside player as Tristan Thompson. Right. But when he's outside and you got Corver outside, they got those guys, LeBron James and Irving, are just driving the lane like, hey, just thank carve you. it up inside. Yeah. You know, on a side note, we sat here two weeks ago, a day after the Cavs. Kind of, kind of in a showdown regular season game, they go to Boston, and we were, we were I, mean, I don't know about you guys, but I was proclaiming, you know, they're the one seed. There, there is no way they're blowing this, and they ended up losing their last three. Or yes. Was it their last three? Four in a row. That was four in a row. It's the last four in a row. Two to Atlanta, one to Miami. And they they, they sat LeBron and a lot of other guys, and I guess they were just, you know, they so, weren't, they weren't, they weren't rejoicing you know, like all of us were. You know what though? But, I have a theory. But wait, hold on. Before uh, your theory, but you know, we all we were talking about. It's important to get the one. And then you look at what's going on on the other side of that bracket. Boston, they're ready to get bounced. That's my theory. Yeah. They, they, uh, Chicago beat them four out of four times. Beat the Cavs. Four out of four times. There was a little conspiracy. I that we don't want it. The Cavs, are, yeah. they, they wanted. I think they wanted the second seed. I like the way the bracket falls out for them. Strangely, I'm not rooting for the Bucks to upset the Raptors, though. That Bucks team scares me a little bit. Does it? I've seen the Cavs handle the Raptors. The, the Greek freak, man. The Greek freak, he's amazing. He's They've long, got that. They're man. young Ooh. and they're long, and I think they're uh, like the antidote to the Cavs. I'm not saying I wouldn't pick the Cavs in that series, but you've seen the Bucks give the Cavs That's trouble. That's a 1-1, right? That's at 1-1, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Unless they played last night, but I don't think Della so. Dellavedova wants a piece of the Cavs, Ooh, probably. Yeah, suddenly we gotta, that, you know, we got to worry about the Cavs being injured by Dellavedova. I want yeah. no part of the Bucks. Really? Yeah. The defending champs want no part of the Bucks. That's a great narrative. Well, well <laughs> I want no part of it for them. I'm not saying they're saying oh, okay. that. That's true. I'm, sorry. I'm the wuss, not them. Um, so, in general, how how are you feeling at the end of the regular season? I, I still think that there's no team in the East that can beat them four times. Were you worried at all with them heading into the playoffs? And do you feel a lot better about this team just from just from a bystander? I'm just just because I don't think any team in the East could beat them four times. That's what I thought yeah. a month ago, even when they were struggling in March, and I, and I still believe that. You wonder though, like, will this be as easy as it was the last two years? I don't think. I don't, no, I don't think so. I, I don't think it will. But because I say that, assuming everybody. See, I think out. the way it's falling, the way the pegs are falling, I think it could be. It could. Be. I mean, these other these other series are going multiple yeah. games, and I again, like, I like I'm not nearly as worried about Milwaukee as you are. I mean, you know, thing with Milwaukee, like no experience whatsoever. Right. I mean, you you know, and that you know that that psychological. Let's say they upset. Uh, are they playing? Is it Toronto? The Raptors. Yeah. You know they're gonna they're gonna rejoice like they won the NCAA championship or something. Yeah. You know, and then oh my gosh, here come the Cavs next. Like, big dose of reality hits you in the forehead. You're like, what if they end up playing the? What if the Cavs end up playing the Bulls for the East? I refuse to believe this Bulls team can get that far. I just don't see it. But Rondo, it's just incredible. When, the Wizards are still the only team that scares I, me, only because when their I, offense gets humming. And I sat here and said I, I didn't think their Celtics were that good. I, mean, mm-hmm. I just when I look at that roster, I'm like, 
They're long. a nice team. Took a little bit of the sweetness off the Cavs drubbing of the uh, Celtics not too long ago. Right. The way they're being handled. Oh, man. I mean, how... How'd you be a Celtics fan today? Yeah, that would be mean, tough. My gosh, their future's still bright though. They're getting that oh, yeah. high pick from Brooklyn, and I think right. they're gonna have salary cap space. So, so sweep. I say five games. I think Indianapolis will sneak one what do you over think? there. Because I think they're gonna win tonight. I say sweep. I think they're gonna come back two two. Wow, just my entire prediction. But if that happens, Game Six is gonna be the day of the NBA the third, NFL draft. Yeah. Yeah. At home. No, no, at Indianapolis. Right, right? yeah, well, that's good. Whew. Yeah. That's going to be a crazy day because the Indians are at home, the Cavs could be playing game six, and then the NFL draft. Right. Should be fun. Good times in Cleveland. Who, you, who do you want Browns to take number one? Garrett? Miles Garrett. 12 then. Well, I don't know who's there, but if they come away with Trubisky, I'll be fine. What do you think is going to be there at 12? Do you think you're going to stay at 12? I'm, I've been saying Trubisky in my mock draft, so I'll stay with that. Cleveland will go nuts. Absolutely. I mean, you have the best of both worlds. You get the best player in the draft, and you get a quarterback. Sounds like a good plan for me. Let's do it. All right, so people want to follow you on Twitter. Where at, can they follow you? At JS Pro Insider. I'll be doing a lot of polls this week. Oh, it's going to be crazy. And, we'll um, have a ton of draft stories. It's yeah, going to be fun. We have fun doing those. And, um I, I did that poll that you suggested about um, Trubisky and Hunt, who had the better... If the Browns drafted both of them. Right, who had the better career. 74% said Trubisky. Really? Yeah. Wow, that's interesting. And where can people follow you on Twitter? Follow me at, at Mark Mazouris. See all my stories at news-herald.com slash entertainment. And we'll be back next week to do a summer movie preview. Summer movie, we got to talk that's about... That's one of my favorite shows of the year. Right, we got to talk about Last Jedi trailer. And I want to talk about all this great television in April. It's a crazy good month. Absolutely. So I am at Empoto. So until... Actually, next week, next talk week. summer movie preview. All the stuff we just talked about, yes. Thank you for listening. This has been a production of the News Herald in Willoughby, Ohio. Part of 21st Century Media and Digital First Media.